Sometimes the most memorable stories we carried with us from military service were just the product of the branch of service we were in or the deployment we were on and the crazy stuff that happens when people with a mission and a common cause live in close quarters. The Garrison Project Podcast tells those stories, your stories, and builds connections across generations of veterans. The Garrison Project, veterans connecting with veterans through the power of storytelling. And now your host, Dan Edinger co-founder of the Garrison Project. Welcome back to the Garrison Project podcast, everybody. It's Dan again. Yet another fantastic interview lined up today. Uh, this is the first time that my, my next guest and I have ever spoken. This is going to be great, I think. I just feel it in my bones. Corey Click, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Dan. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. I am as well. I am very excited. So former Marine, we're going to get into that, doing some really interesting stuff today with your current job and all that. But but speaking of that, before we talk about the military stuff, let's talk about what you do now. Tell us about your current biography, job, hobbies, family, where you live, live, et cetera. Go ahead and tell us. Yeah, definitely. So, um, well, Dan, uh, before we jump into that, as you probably already know, um, once a Marine, always a Marine. Um, (laughs) Yeah, yeah, no such thing as a former Marine or ex-Marine. It was in in my head. It was in my head while I was saying (laughs) it, and I apologize. (laughs) No, that's fine. That's fine. Um, No, yeah, so... um, yeah, well, thank, thank you thank you again for having me on here. I'm super, super excited. Uh, yeah, so I'm uh, currently a recruiter for Advanced Auto Parts. Yes, I, I get to go to the big building there in North Hills uh, from time to time. It's uh, really, really cool. Uh, definitely spoiled. Um, but, uh, and uh, so originally, uh, so I guess you can start with the service. Uh, I, was, I was in the Marine Corps for a little over seven years. Uh, my before primary you job. Uh, before you, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, family hobbies, that kind of stuff. Let me hear about that first. Family, yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, so well, I, I have uh, my I have my wife, beautiful wife. Uh, I have uh, a three year old and another one on the way, a little boy. So we're super excited. Um, and hobbies, I mean, probably just like any other, you know, jarhead at this point. Like I refuse to have the dad bod, so I uh, definitely. Uh, working out, uh, uh-huh. paddle boarding. I do uh, Spartan races. Uh, I did my first, um, uh, uh, what they call it, the trifecta last year. So it's where you do the sprint, super, and the beast all in the same year, and you get like this, uh, the full piece. So the the goal is to get this massive pyramid where you have to do the trifecta at least four years straight. Um, that sounds horrible. Yeah. So. <laughs> It is. It's like I don't know why I put myself through it, but it it's uh, it's 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 enjoyable in in a how many way. pull-ups could you do right now? Right now, fresh, I I could do twenty. Really? Yeah, I don't think I could do that many. I, I can't keep form when I do them. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> so you do uh, a lot of athletic stuff. Anything else? Any other cool hobbies? Yeah. Um, so I, I think this probably goes to one of the questions you'll probably ask later is, uh, you know, what is this something that a lot of people probably don't know about you? 
I, yeah. I'm a big nerd. I'm a big nerd. Uh, I love whenever I, I, I wake up purposely early sometimes to either work out, sometimes read a book or just play video games. Um, I, I, I'm a big gamer. Uh, I also do <laughs> cosplay. Um, so yeah, I know it's super, it's super strange. It's, I mean, uh, you know, I'll go to like the, so, um, I'll mix it up. Uh, so when I went to the New York comic con, uh, I did the umbrella corporation, uh, from resident evil. Um, and then I did, uh, if anyone's ever played the game twisted metal, uh, where it, it's like these cars and they shoot and you're on the map and you shoot everything up. Well, there's a character on there called Sweet Tooth. Uh, he's just like this crazy psychotic clown. And so I, I did the cosplay of, of that a couple of times. So um, I'm currently working on a, a, a cosplay costume of uh, from a Mortal Kombat character. If anyone's ever played Mortal Kombat, uh, Shao Kahn. I know, super what's random. What's his deal? What, what's his power? His, uh, so uh, I guess we're going a little bit of an origin about him. So he's the yeah. emperor of Outworld. Uh, he's just like the oh, super, yeah. super, yeah, yeah. He's the super bad. He's the one that says like, you know, like he always has his punch lines like, you know, you weak, pathetic fool or, or things like that. Um, <laughs> so Was he the finish, finish him or something like that? Was that his line? Yeah, you know, yeah, there's the yeah, there's the story that he's the one that says like finish you. So, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So like what that's, how much how much effort does it take to build up? I suppose it takes it depends on what character it is, but like how much time will you put into putting together an outfit? Uh, you know, it depends. I mean, it it depends on how how like in depth, how, like how much detail you want to put into yeah. um you know the character so like you know right now it's um uh, it's it's a lot about cutting out the designs like just getting just regular paper marking out the designs uh shaping everything and and then once you get everything in shape then you kind of cut out the i i like the label or saying like one two three four five yeah. and it's yeah. like okay so this one through five on this is for this piece of armor um and and vice versa and then once you get everything cut out then that's when it kind of goes back to the whole saying like you know measure twice cut once and you know so then you get everything cut out you put it you, you cut everything up with the uh the fa foam so there's like different types of that so you got the thinner part uh thinner foam thicker foam and you get a little heat gun you kind of just sculpt yeah. it to to the to the design and stuff so um I, i've been watching just a lot of different other cosplayers like how I mean, it's just amazing the 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 stuff that some of these people are able to do to make something that's just this foam, and they make yeah. it look like real leather or real metal, and um, so it, it's it's really cool. And and over the years, my, in the beginning, it it took me a long time, but here lately, I've I've gotten decently good. So, do you do? Uh, you're you're completely in character, I imagine, when you do these. Like, so you actually do mannerisms and all that kind of stuff when you're walking around in this stuff, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So when you go, when you when you first go into these conventions, you go. Yes, you go into character. It's it's so funny. Um, I when I did the sweet tooth um cosplay, I I was just I had this dad. It was super random. I had this dad. He had his two kids. He comes over. I was just sitting there like on my phone, 
mm-hmm. he comes over and he goes, dude, I love Twisted Metal. Probably, he was like, that's my childhood game. I was like, you know, I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. Like, I, you know, I, that was the one time I did break character. But then he was like, can you please act like you're cutting my kid's throat? And I was like, <laughs> I was like, sure, let's do this. So his kids come over. They have no idea. I'm acting like I'm cutting them. And he's like, dude, that is so awesome. Uh, yeah. So, but, did you call the authorities immediately after that? No, <laughs> right. I know, right? Um, I, yeah, like these these conventions are, are probably the one place where you can just get away with saying some really crazy things, <laughs> requests. Um, but uh, well, and then they have to. But the way they before anyone could go and take a picture with you, they they you have to give your consent because oh, wow. I guess in the past, um, well, as, if you've ever get on YouTube and watch some of these cosplays, uh, most of the time, most of the females that go attend to these, they, they go as these really powerful like female characters. And as we all know, like especially in these animes and stuff, uh, some of the female characters don't really wear a whole lot. And yeah. so they, um, yeah. So, yeah, you know, when you got a bunch of, and I'll, I'll call, I call them, you know, nerds. Um, Cause I am one, but yeah, you know, they, they, they can, yeah. So Basically, they have to say, "Hey, do I have permission to put my arms on you?" And I'm like, "Yeah, sure, why not?" <laughs> Excellent. Well, that that definitely answers my question of what would somebody not guess about you? You uh, you got yeah. that one. <laughs> um, yes. What, let's uh, let's go ahead and jump in to hear a little bit about your service before we get into a, a story or two that I hope connects veterans to other veterans. Tell me a little bit about how you joined the Marine Corps. And you know, kind of where you were at, where wh- and where you were from. Um, you can touch it. Are you from North Carolina originally? I know we're here in North Carolina. Um, no, no. So no, so I'm originally from uh, Eastern Kentucky, um, okay. a little okay. county called called Floyd. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, tell us about yeah. uh, tell us about your story of joining the Marine Corps, and then just a little bit about what you did in there, and then we'll jump into a couple of stories about your service. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah. So as I mentioned, you know, originally they're from uh, you know. Eastern Kentucky there, uh, co-country, um, you know, my neck of the woods, you know, it's, it's one or two things when you, if, if, if you graduate from high school, you know, it was either <laughs> it, you know, it was either you were something like you were in the coal mines, you were working in, you know, some sort of chain restaurant, which, you know, there's nothing wrong with that or the coal mines, but, uh, or you, you been, were, uh, have you been in a coal mine? Have you gone down into a coal mine? Not as an official employee, but no, uh, no, when no. I was a yeah, as a, no, as a teenager, um, we would uh, we had a lot of strip mines and stuff, and so you could just yeah. take your ATV up there and roll around, and and I mean, yeah, they would be like these tunnels going That's pretty, cool. yeah, pretty far back and stuff, and they would like, and I put this in quotes, they would like kind of lock it up, but you uh-huh. could just easily go around the fence and. Yeah. You could go in these tunnels and stuff like that. And I, I tell you what, if you just want to crap your pants, definitely go in one of those whenever. Yeah, it's just... <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Oh so, sorry, yeah. get back on your thing. We may need to come back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. So anyways, I, I, I think this is, I've always, I, I always knew I was going to join the service because here's in my little area, uh, neck of the woods there, I, you know, I always heard people say, you know, it's like, I wish I would have done this. Like mm-hmm. I, I heard it from my old man. 
a bunch of my friends is you know dads and and grandparents and stuff they always said i wish i would have joined the military and i think that was always and, and i and i always took that ever since i was a teenager i was like I was like, you know what, eventually I, I'm going to join because I don't want to be that person that stays in this little area of Kentucky and grow old and then, you know, just say, I wish I would have joined the service. So I always knew I was going to do it, but um, I, you know, I, I played everything, you know, football, basketball, baseball, you know, all, it's like once I got into high school, I was only just doing football. And then, um, and then I started getting into backyard wrestling um you know all the crazy stuff getting body slammed on thumbtacks <laughs> you know um jumping hold on, off hold on uh, a second hold on you've been body yeah. slammed on thumbtacks body slammed on thumbtacks uh we've we've set tables on fire and been and then you know power drive onto those um what was your character <laughs> You know, that's the thing. I I really didn't have like this this character. I, I mean, I I think at the time I was really into uh, one of the rock bands, uh, Slipknot, at the time, and I was I I came I was that was my theme song. I, I came out and um I you know I I would put on like this this wig and stuff. It was it was just, it was just absolutely ridiculous. But I but the thing is though i did it because it was just so much fun and it kept us away from it kept us busy you know we weren't really yeah. causing any kind of crazy trouble like we were in someone's yard and you know we're here you got these bunch of morons you know cracking these light bulbs across each other's back and stuff but after the end of it like we clean up and we go home and shower get the blood off of us and and you know, go to bed or something. <laughs> Are you sure that your employer is going to need to hear that? Going to want to hear this? Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I, you know, I, I think during interviews, I always come straight forward. It's like, yeah, I think it's like we're hiring a marine, so we better be just prepared. For the fact that uh, there's, there's going to be a lot of craziness. There's an upside and a downside. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's de- it's definitely a a double edged sword. That's for sure. Um, I'm sorry, that was awesome. No, no, no. I, but it eventually, though, I, I got to the point where I was, I was tired of getting thumbtacks in my back and picking them out, and I, I wanted to step up the game. Like I, I was like, I, I, you know, I started really. I was like, hey, I'm actually a, a pretty good fighter. Uh, I can yeah. take the pain. So I, I started training. Um, I, um, I had a good buddy of mine. He, uh, you know, he, was, he, he started taking. Um, well, MMA, uh, you know, it, this is this is when UFC's always kind of been around, like especially as we all probably remember, like UFC one and two, where the time, in, like there was no time, the time didn't count down, the time went up, and you know, so we started watching that. And I was like, I, I was like, I, I, I would like to do this, like this is really really cool. Um, so I, I started getting into MMA. Um, I was still in high school. I, I was. I did my first fight once I w- once I was officially 18 years old, mm-hmm. um, and you know I did over uh, six uh, it was like six fights and uh, all amateur like all amateur fights uh, you, yeah. you know it most really of those six fights like three of them were 
people that were really good. Like they, they also trained as well. Uh, rest of them were just, you know, backwoods, went to go in there, just, you know, slobber knock, you know, throw haymakers and stuff. And so it was just kind of like a, an easy, like, I wouldn't say it was easy. I mean, they were still tough. They were, you know, like corn fed, you, you know, yeah. um, you know, Appalachians. So, I, you know, yeah. I would pick them up, take them to the ground, you know, and try to choke them out. Um, but I, 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 but that the MMA though is what eventually led me to the Marine Corps. Like, well, so at first, my buddy and I, um, we were trying to go into the Air Force, and they're like, "Well, you guys are basically too dumb." Um, <laughs> so they're like, "Oh, okay. Well, that's I, 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 we. I mean, we both score. I guess you could say just a little bit, a little bit above the average of the ASVAB. But they were just like, you know, yeah. Air Force, like, we're just not, you know." is what it is um so eventually long story short um i i saw uh i I, you know went into the recruiting office i I was looking at the army i was looking at the navy and then i you know i saw the marine corps and you know they were we talked to the recruiter and i I, honestly i think what drawed me in the most was obviously the uniform the uniform i was like okay so the the uniform is pretty badass and then mm-hmm. I saw that they had they had the Marine Corps martial arts program, and I was like, I feel like I would yeah. do really well in that. And so, um, and plus, they always say, like, you know, don't get me wrong, all branches of service, I respect everybody and stuff. But at that time, I was like, well, I want to do the hardest of the bunch. And you know, the Marine mm-hmm. Corps boot camp was like 13 weeks, um, you know, just intense training. And I was like, I, if I'm going to do it, I'm I wanted to do it right. Um, so and that's and so that's how I joined joined the Marine Corps. What what uh, what job? What specialty? Yeah, so uh, my job was a motor T operator, uh, thirty thirty five uh, or thirty one thirty five, and uh, I was in the process of going to becoming a thirty one thirty three, but they had combined the MOSs, so that kind of <laughs> ruined that. Yeah. Um, but uh, so primarily, I was a 3135. Um, my first duty station was Okinawa, Japan. Um, you know, here, here you got this. Yeah, you got this kid from, you know, Kentucky going to Okinawa. But um, I, 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 re- I recall you talking to uh, another uh, guest, and he, he was talking about being at Fort Litterwood or Fort Losterwoods. And <laughs> I, I, I was reflecting back that I was like, my God, I hated that place. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's you know i was like he he I, I was just i was like man he really spoke the truth about it because yeah, yeah it it was just one of those places and i believe he was also the i think i can't remember his name but he was like a first sergeant over yeah. the motor t operation side so i thought that was really cool um what's funny but, you guys are yeah. saying this uh, fort leonard Wood is a perfectly serviceable military base i'm not sure why oh. you guys dislike it so oh much. it is Oh no, it it really is. I mean, it's I, I mean, it's got Fine. anything. I mean, yeah, it I mean, if anything, it, it had more than my first actual like duty station at, at Camp Hanson, you know, Okinawa. I was I, I mean, you know, I was like I, I I was like I shouldn't dog Fort Leonard Wood because I was like it definitely had a lot more than what I'm currently at here in Camp Hanson. So <laughs> it, it's a little bit how shall we say remote from stuff. It yes, yes, it is it's definitely remote uh but i'm pretty sure if you were stationed there that there's probably some cool things you could probably do um somewhere yeah um but yeah i i so 
got to go to Okinawa, Japan. I, 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 I Okinawa is one of those duty station areas where it, you, you either love it or you absolutely mm. hate it. Um, because when you're over there, it's all about mass punishment. Uh, one, <laughs> one ring, yeah, you know, all it takes is one ring jacking it up for literally a whole battalion. And, you know, so try, like, there's been a lot of times we've been on many, many lockdowns. Uh-huh. Um, but I loved it in the sense where I got to go scuba diving. Uh, anyone yeah, that's yeah. ever been stationed, stationed over there, we all know about the taco, rice, meat, and cheese. <laughs> um, I, don't, I don't know about that. Um, but what I was tell, tell us about that in a second. But do you currently have in your home a bottle of habusaki? No, because I I literally drank it about two weeks ago. <laughs> but tell us about this other thing. What's the other the thing you're just saying? Something about but, rice. Uh, so yeah, so there's always this iconic food. Anyone that's ever been to Okinawa, Japan, knows that no matter how intoxicated you've ever gotten over there <laughs> if you picked up a thing of taco rice meat i mean literally it's like this big massive plate of white rice taco meat they put their own seasoning like okinawa seasoning in there they put like um uh uh their own like version of like taco uh salsa on it and they literally have to take these massive rubber bands to wrap around it so that it's oh because it's, it's, it's just this <laughs> massive amount of food but I'm telling you, you eat if you eat that, you could literally put away a whole bottle of Jack Daniels, eat that, and drink you a drink that they have over there. It's called the, it's called the Aquarius. Uh, I think it's called the Aquarius or something like that. And uh-huh. it's like their version of Gatorade. If you eat your taco rice and have your Aquarius the night before you have to do a PFT, you would wake up feeling amazing. <laughs> <laughs> We're recording this at nine in the morning, and I'm not certain. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so um, yeah, it, 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 yeah. There's good times, good times in Okinawa. Um, but yeah, it, you know, I guess kind of helped speed through it. Um, yeah. Got you know, got to go to Korea. Uh, Korea was really cool. Um, you know, I, it's so funny. I don't know if you recall. There's a commercial, an old Marine Corps commercial where you know it shows the the person you know they're climbing this mountain they got to fight this this dragon and once they oh, defeat yeah. the dragon yeah the flame wraps around and they're in the dress blues well there's always this internal joke in the marine corps like where the hell do we find this dragon <laughs> and fight it um and so well it's in it's in korea like if you go to korea and you're and you're able to be stationed in korea longer than 30 days you get this uh pretty sweet metal it has a dragon on it and so that's how you defeat oh, wow. the dragon <laughs> that's pretty cool um how, how many years did you spend in uh so i was in for a little over seven years mm-hmm. uh i did uh deploy to afghanistan uh there in 2010 um and we so pretty much when we were there in afghanistan our primary job was a lot of really just route repair, route clearance. Um, okay. You know, we try to fix a lot of the roads. We partner up with uh, CB, um, Army engineers, um, you know, and basically we just, we were down at south, the, uh, the south end of Afghanistan for a little bit to really trying to pick up those roads. Yeah. And uh, we got pretty, we got, we did really good. We, we, we fixed a lot of the roads there and then we, we went up north, not as far as where the army's at, but a little bit up north, and we we started a 
we started uh, fixing the roads up that way, but it was a little bit more hectic. We felt like every time we started fixing roads for the location, uh, eventually they just get blown up and we're like, well, crap, that there, uh, that happened. Um, we had one of our bulldozers got, uh, got blown up and I mean, but it kept going like a tank. I mean, it's it's an armored dozer. And and so, and and the Marine that was in it, he was, (laughs) we told him and he got hit and, he yeah. just kept going or like, Hey dude, you just ran over an IED. And he's like, what? that's what that was. I was like, yeah, man. Like, like, would you like, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. It's like, yeah. And, 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 and that same night too, we, we had the crane um, or the, the excavator. It was, it, you know, we had, we was all floating in it and they had the arm up yeah. <laughs> and probably the only power line, that's in this location. They end up connecting it, and that thing just went. It just you, all you saw was sparks, and or uh, well, if we didn't make an enemy uh, then, we definitely did it. Just did it now, um, in this location. But, going. Yep. And so it's like leave it, you know, leave it to uh, uh, engineer guys to come in there and start jacking everything up. Yep. Um, excellent. So I have one question before we get into your your couple of stories about the day-to-day service stuff, the things that mean most about your service to you. Um, So this is the, you're the third Marine in a row I've done, which is a world record for the Garrison Project podcast, three Marines in a row uh, on on the show. If you were telling somebody who had no military experience about your time in, in boot camp, I'm going to mainly focus on that. Or the, and the, and the relation in my mind is I went to Marine Corps OCS and when we would be getting, we called it getting mashed you know, for, for something basically punished, we'd be doing like, you know, push-ups in the sand pit. And we, we would have to say intensity discipline, you know, down, up, down, up, intensity, discipline, intensity, discipline. The word, like how intent, how could describe to someone who doesn't know it, how intense Marine Corps boot camp is? I, I think physically, like you can be absolutely physically fit. I mm-hmm. think when it comes to the Marine Corps, boot camp or pretty much any boot camp it there's a lot of mental mental gain that plays into it and 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 spiritual like how like how much are you willing to put into it um and so i when i went into it i mean it was hard i was pretty physical i was still Mm -hmm. in my i guess you could say my mma fighting shape um and it was real hard that i mean there's a lot of these moves and 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 exercises that we were doing like Waking, waking up before, uh, waking up on times that shouldn't exist on a clock, yeah. um, y- y- you know, and, and having to, you know, bunk and, and everything like that. It's just, I, I think it's it just mentally, it just drains you. Like you can, you can always physically push yourself, but can you push yourself mentally and spiritually? And I think that's what really, I, I would make the argument that that's what really separates the Marine Corps boot camp comparably to the other ones. Mm-hmm. It's, it's yeah, I mean, you're going to have to go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. I, I was just going to say, so I did Navy boot camp and then uh, Navy OCS, which is effectively like, I imagine pretty close to Marine Corps. Uh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Second tour Marine drill instructors. But the, like the intensity level is just what resonates with me. Like that, that intense focus of, you know, this thing, like, it's like, there's nothing else in the world than this thing you're going through right now. And it's so intense is what jumps out or is what I remember. Yeah. Yeah. 
and I, you know, whenever I was, um, so when I was going at UNCW, um, uh, University of North Carolina Wilmington there, uh, we would, uh, we, you know, we had our military lounge and I, and I'm bringing this up because, uh, you know, we would have, uh, you know, uh, you know, college students, they would come into the lounge and for some reason they thought we were recruiting or like, uh, no, <laughs> I, I was like, I was like, we're definitely not recruiters. I was like, you know, but if you have questions and, yeah. uh, you know, they would, they would ask, they'd be like, Hey, what, what was, you know, what was boot camp like? And I always tell them, it's like, listen, if your if your heart's not into it, regardless of the boot camp that you go to, if it's enlisted yeah. or officer side, if your heart and mind, you're not, like, you're just not in it, then don't go. Like, yeah. it, you know, it, it needs to be something that you are truly, I mean, there, there is no getting my feet wet. It's you're, you're being dunked. Um, I, you know, I joined it because, you, you know, I had nothing really else to go back to. Mm -hmm. And I think, a, I think, I think a lot of people that joined can probably relate to that. It's like, I have nothing yeah. else to go back to. And, yeah. and, and so I have no choice but to proceed forward. So that's definitely one. Yeah. So tell us a story or two about what meant the most to you about your military service, something that you'd expect that most veterans will, will relate to, and maybe something that when, uh, when your kids are, you know, 30, 35 or whatever, and they've got kids and they're talking about your service, they see something on your shelf, you know, you got a bottle of Habusaki mm. and they're like, what's that all about? <laughs> right. You're like, Let me tell you about but uh, tell yeah. me about Tell me a couple stories about your military service that mean most to you. Well, I think, you know, I think a lot of veterans, regardless of, they've, you know, combat or whatever, like, you know, we all have like these different stories we could definitely bring up about that. I think the one story that every veteran can definitely relate to is the first time, and I'm not, not in boot camp, but the, the first time once they're actually in the fleet, the first time they literally got their ass chewed. <laughs> um, I, like I, I think good, that right? is, yeah. I, I think every veteran, every service member can relate to that, like the first time they ever got it. Yeah. Um. So I, so it was, it was in Okinawa, and I was, uh, so it was my first time, like in the fleet, and I was uh, first. And, well, first thing to do is like, hey, you got, you guess what? You're going on the rifle range. Well, all right. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so, and, uh, so as we all know, when you're on the range, uh, you know, it's, it's, you know, sleep, you know, sleeps down. Um, but, uh, anyway, so in Oki, you have to take, uh, the, the bus system, uh, the, but it, you know, you have to get on a bus and then it'll take you to, um, you know, you know where the range is and, and you, you know, you do shooting. Well, anyways, uh, it was myself at the time, the only one in our platoon that was on the range was myself and one of my corporals, uh, Corporal Jack. I, I remember, um, hardcore guy. Anyways, we're, so we're leaving the range and I needed to go to IPAC, uh, which, which on, which was on uh, Camp Foster. So it was, it was, a uh, little, little out of our way from our, our base. And, uh, cause I needed to take care of, like, I was having like pay issues, which, you know, uh, Everybody has that story. Uh, anyways, so we, I, I, you know, I'm just newly like I, I, at, well at the time I'm still a PFD. I was, I was actually in the in the process of getting promoted to Lance Corporal. And uh, anyways, 
Uh, so we're walking, we get off the bus, and we're handing the IPAC. And from the bus stop to IPAC is about a good, I think it's like a call it maybe a 20, 20, 25 minute walk. So we're walking through and everything. Our, and our sleeves are down. You know, I, I'm just, I'm following my, my corporal, right? And um, anyways, this, this skyline, which the sky, skylines over in Okinawa is like here in the States, like everyone has a Mustang. So it's just like, you know, whatever. Yeah. Anyways, skyline goes up, passes by, and it stops. It backs up. And, you know, they roll the window down and they're like, uh, like, hey, you know, we all of a sudden we hear this scratchy, deep voice, like, you know, hey, Marines. And when you hear that, you're already thinking like, well, it's going to, this is going to go one or two ways. Yeah. And so, because another reason why, too, if your sleeves are down at that time, was that also means like you were about to go on a deployment. So typically, if you're walking around on base every day with your sleeves down, that, you know, that you know, you're going on to deployment, but that was not our case, right? We we're just coming off the range. And um, anyways, um, as, as probably everyone knows, uh, we're, we're in our, uh, our woodlands, uh, the, the digital camis there. And mm -hmm. so with the woodlands, sometimes the rank on the collar, you can't really tell what it is. Like you're, you're like sitting there really staring at it. Like who, who, who is this, you know, who is this person? So as we, as we're getting closer, we're we're like kind of like throwing in like we're missing all the ranks. Like, hey there, Gunny Master Sergeant. Oh, Sergeant Major, how you doing? <laughs> you know, <laughs> trying to figure out what the rank is. And uh, so um, they're like, you know, they're like, hey Marines, where are you where are you guys going? We're like, you know, uh, the you know, Corporal Jack at the time, he's like, hey Sergeant Major, he goes, I'm, I'm uh, taking my Marine here to the IPAC so they can work out, you know, fix his pay. They're like, oh, okay. And he's like, well, you guys, uh, when you guys uh, uh, deploying? And they're like, well, we're not. We're just, yeah, we're we're coming off the range. He goes, oh. He goes, then why aren't your sleeves up? And they're like, oh no. So he literally, like, it literally puts on the e brake. Oh no. Turns it off, and he gets it out. He, he gets out of his vehicle, and he's he's like one of these like super like jacked sergeant yeah. majors like you, you know it's just he probably the only thing he's probably good at it on pfts is is the uh is the pull-ups but when he right. runs he probably just walks at this point <laughs> um so he's just like this jack sergeant major and we're like oh shit um <laughs> so you know he comes over and he goes and he, he, you know he's just like all right so he's like you're coming off the range you're not deploying your sleeves are down or like yes, Art Major, and he goes. And at that point, it's just like you it, you effed up. We effed up. Mm -hmm. And um, he, I I can't even remember. It, I mean, the way he just he, the way he lit into us though, I learned the proper way to give an ash chewing. Uh -huh. And because because before he lit into us, it was like he gave us kind of like this whole principle walkthrough, like, like it's all about the details, right? And yeah. the smallest detail, the fact that you didn't roll your sleeves and when you get off the bus and you know, all this other stuff, like he's like, this can lead to like, if you're in combat, it can lead to someone's death. Yeah. It's all about the, you know, it's all about the details. And so he led up to that. And then he, 
he laid on the ash chewing. And then afterwards, you know, he gave us the details again. Like this is this right. is why this is why this is why I'm doing this. But what he had us do is he had us, you know, take he took you know, we took our blouse off, we here we are, we're bent over, we're rolling our sleeves. He's actually over top of us saying like, Hey, make sure you put that crevice there, tighten that up, do this, do that. Like he's like walking us through yeah. you know, folding our sleeves up. And we put it on and at the end of it he goes, Now Marines, was that so hard? No, Sergeant Major. You just have a good day. And but here's here's the thing. This is this is how for like this is how he was thinking in the future. Uh, he stopped us and he held us long enough so that IPAC had closed. Yeah. So I yeah. could so so I couldn't go fix my pay and we had to come back that next day. So it it was almost like he purposely did that because he knew at around the same time we would have to come back the next day and try to do this. And yep. if our sleeves weren't rolled up, he was probably going to catch us again. But they were. Um, well, quick question for you. So when you were yep. you were telling the story about, or when you were when you were relating your cosplay stuff, what was in my head was I was going to ask you what from the military maybe uh, contributed to that or led into that or something. And what was in my head was attention to detail. Uh, building building a cosplay outfit the way you described and having attention yep. to detail. That was what was in in my head. And you just told a story about how the culture of the Marine Corps, you know, burns that into your psyche. Do you think that there's a connection there? Oh, definitely. I, I mean, I, you know, atten attention to detail is is everything. Uh, I, I, you know, you can't. I mean, that you can definitely, tr you, you know, use that when you go in, obviously, into the you know the uh, civilian sector and stuff. And, yeah. um you, you know, in all branches, you know, I, I think they, they, they teach that, right? They, they teach attention to detail. And it's up to you, though, as an individual to maintain that as, as, as you know, as you're in the process of going out. I definitely took everything that I learned from the Marine Corps and have implemented that into my daily life. Um, yeah. You know, having, you know, you know, you're thinking of, I'm sure all of, especially all of us veterans are in the same way where, you know, we go into a store, we go into a restaurant, a movie theater, whatever. We are, we're playing scenarios in our head of worst case scenarios. Mm -hmm. And, mm -hmm. you know, I think that's, that is really drilled into us, you know, as, you know, regardless of what your MOS, uh, you know, is in, in the, in the service, like, you know, you should have that mindset. Like we should be pretty much in the yellow all the time. Yeah. Um, you know, even even here in the house, like even though, I, you know, I have my three year old and she really doesn't understand the concept. We, you know, we have like these Nerf guns and stuff. And I still like pretend that I'm clearing these rooms with her, <laughs> you know, like how, how, you know, how do you go into a door the right way and stuff like that. But, but what she sees as a game, you, you know, God forbid, knock on wood, if we ever had someone break into the house. Yeah. It it it's like it's almost it's already drilled into her where she needs to be if something were to happen. But that's why we're yeah. playing a game. So then when it kind when the time comes, there's you, you know it, it it should be almost like that that motion. And I think it goes it does it goes back to what you're saying like attention to detail, uh, muscle memory. And so when I'm doing these well these cosplays, it's at this point it's just muscle memory. Yeah. 
Yeah. The, the muscle memory part was jumped out. It's like, it's not even that you're using stuff you learned. It's the stuff that you learned became a part of you. You don't have yeah. to do it because it's just always there. It's the way you think and the way you behave. Yeah. Um, exactly. Excellent story. And absolutely exactly the kind of thing that, that every veteran will remember <laughs> the first time they get to shoot out. <laughs> and you know, who, you know, you know this, the Marine Corps does the best chewing out. Right. It's oh. you don't see like Air Force senior enlisted Air Force guys dressing down somebody like Marines do, right? Like you're going up one side and down the other. <laughs> yeah. Oh well and the good thing too, I you know, I being on the obviously on the Marine Corps base, like, you know, you're when you can hear it, like when you hear someone getting chewed out, yeah, like yeah. you're you're almost like gravitated to it because you're just wanting to see what's going on. Um yeah. But, uh, you know, but there's, but there, you know, the thing is, so like over the years, like, I, I, you know, that was my first, you know, ass chewing. I definitely got plenty more uh, yep. throughout my time. But each one, though, it was like the the Marine or the senior enlisted that chewed me out, like the way they did it was just smart. Like, it, yeah. you, you know, it was like it all it, it and what it did is it taught me when, you know, when you know, I, if I had to, you know, jump on a Marine and everything, like it, there needed to be a purpose right, right. for it. Like, you know, we're not, we're not, you know, we don't need to play drill instructors. That's, that's not it. We need to coach, you know, coach the Marines, you know, our junior Marines and stuff like that. So, you know, the, the yelling parts, I mean, if you can avoid it, definitely, but it, the, the goal was to always, um, you, you know, you want to address the situation, like what was the problem? You know, mm -hmm. I, I think the only time I would actually chew into a Marine, uh, when I, especially as a, you know, as a sergeant, was whenever, like, you, you know, you told them to do it one way and, you know, you showed them the proper way and stuff. And, and sure. let's, you know, they, and then you come back around, they're still doing the same old crap. And you're like, come on, like, seriously, it, 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 you know, and, and then it goes back to that attention to detail and, and not following the orders. And then that's, and that's kind of when you, kind of turn that dial up to about a hundred, but Agreed. you got to realize, but after, you, you know, after the ash chewing, you need to come back to the individual. I, I always made it my purpose to come back to the individual and coach them mm -hmm. and really, and really just try to help them out. So, like, like what's, you know, what's going on. Um, and I, and I think, um, you, you know, what the, the other Marine that you spoke with, um, you know, he was talking about that, like, coaching um you know the individual like trying to like hear their side of the story and i didn't i didn't relate to that until i did pick up sergeant because you know as a corporal a new nco everyone they want you to be like the pit bulls you know and you know but looking back you, you know it's like that's as an as, as a newly nco that's when they really need to teach you like you know how to be a coach uh it's not about trying to you know how much you know, how much ash chewing can you give, but like, you know, just coaching the individual, hearing the other person's side of the story and, and, and gathering all the information that you need and then come to the conclusion. And I'd really didn't get that trained to, I, I, like I said, until I, I became a sergeant, I had a mentor of mine uh, who was a master sergeant at the time. And he really coached me into that, uh, that mindset. And, um, you know, and I, and I thank him every day for it. Um, you know, he's, uh, it, it you know, I still call him up and, you know, he's still a mentor to me to this day. 
And uh, so, but he taught me as a, as a sergeant, you know, it's like, you know, you need to have a purpose for every, every conversation that you have with your junior Marines. Yeah. That's a, exactly how I remember things. And there's no better way to punctuate a direct one way, high velocity conversation than the thrusts of a knife hand, right? <laughs> Where yeah, yeah, that knife hand. That's my favorite punctuation of the conversation. <laughs> Um, well, uh, we're coming, coming here towards the end of the show and, uh, been great having you on here. And what I'd like to maybe just the last question here is what, what are the, what is the, like the one thing or two things that you're most passionate about now? And if there's a connection to your military service, please let me know that too. But what, uh, what gets you up in the morning now gets you excited besides, besides what we've already talked about. I mean, I think the number one thing is definitely the family, you know, um, you know, my 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 wife right now, she's one of the biggest reasons why I'm on I'm I'm on this good path that I am. She's she's been uh you know a wonderful partner and, and coach. You, you know, mm-hmm. I had I will say she um you know, you hear all these horror stories about service members when they're transitioning out and they don't have that support. Like yeah, you know, yeah. I, I, I highly recommend any anyone try try and find that support, you know. And, um, you know, luckily, like I said, I have my wife, my family. So they're one of the biggest reasons why I wake up. But, um, you know, I, I've, I'm part of two different organizations, nonprofits uh, that help service members transition, you know, part of the um, uh, uh, Southeastern Marine Corps, uh, you know, group, you know, basically, mm-hmm. we're pretty much all interconnected there on, on LinkedIn and stuff. So if they have a Marine or someone that's about to transition out they're you know, we're trying to help them find job opportunities. Um, also part of, uh, whole, you know, whole vet, uh, they're another nonprofit. Yeah. They're uh, pr- primarily based here in, you know, North Carolina. Um, and so they're, again, they're, you know, their job is to, you know, go around and, and, you know, try to help service members. So I, I think the biggest thing, um, is I, I really try and, and, you know, do my little part and be part of these different organizations that help service members, not only service members, but also military spouses as well and dependents find opportunities with when they're about to transition out and, and then just kind of give them that support. And as a recruiter, um, I think that's the biggest thing I enjoy is, is you know, if, if I do come across a veteran and I'm able to get them a job uh, with, uh, with advanced auto parts, um, I, you know, I really, really, uh, it's, 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 you know, you take a lot of pride in, in that, but, um, I think the big thing is just that support. Absolutely. I had a uh, closing question for you here though. You mentioned, uh, your wife and what a big support she is to you. What can you describe the look in her eye when you tell her about your early wrestling days of getting body slammed on thumbtacks? <laughs> She, she's not surprised because I still do stupid, <laughs> you know, stuff ar- around the house and everything. And, you, you know, so she's, she's not one bit surprised. Um, so, it, you know, I, I, one time I was, uh, I was going to try and do a, 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 so we, we, for our, our, our daughter's birthday, we had uh, one of those big jumpy bouncing things. Yeah. And yeah. from the, so from the top, I, I I try to do a I try to do a flip forward and I end up catching my feet and I end up just rolling off the whole thing completely. And um, yeah. <laughs> oh, she. Luckily, I didn't break my neck or anything like that, but I was definitely laid up for 
for about a day or so. And and so whenever she hears stories about my old backyard wrestling days, she, she's not surprised. So, <laughs> <laughs> Corey Clay, uh, thank you for being on the show. Are there any social handles you want to share? Uh, no, no is an okay that, answer if you don't. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, just uh, if, if anything, I think if, if uh, anyone that's listening to this, if they're thinking about joining the service, uh, definitely do your homework, you know, think about the, you know, if they're planning on getting out, uh, you know, again, just do your homework. But also, if you are in the service, and you're about to, you know, you're about to transition out of the military, um, you know, you better have a plan A, plan B, plan C, D, all the mm-hmm. way down, you know, uh, uh, and make those connections, go to all these different uh, job fair events, you know, uh, all businesses are looking for, you know, that, that good veteran, um, who's willing to, tra- uh, you know, willing to be trained. And, and so, um, and, and if anything, and I think this is more on a professional note, uh, it, whenever, uh, you talked about this one, your other, uh, uh Marine said it's on there, you're talking about resumes and stuff. Um, you, you know, definitely go back, uh, overlook that, you know, whenever you submit these resumes, just remember some of these private sectors, they don't always know what your military service will consist of. So, yep. you, you know, definitely kind of go back and, and work on that a little bit. And, uh, but just keep trucking on because you know what, a lot of businesses are looking for a good veteran help and military spouses as well. Absolutely. Well, uh, hang tight for a second. I'm going to go ahead and uh, kill off the uh, recording here and we'll close up off air. Thanks a ton, Corey, for being on the show. Thank you, Dan. Thank you so much for having me. You have been listening to the Garrison Project Podcast with Dan Edinger. Veterans connecting with veterans across generations through the power of storytelling. Look for us on the web and social media, and please share this podcast with your friends and family. Thanks for the support. Like us whenever you listen to our podcast, and stay tuned for more episodes.